0: You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, the number one podcast in the whole world for the Arizona State Sun Devils. My name is Richie Bratchon. I will be your guide today for everything Arizona State Sun Devils related. Remember to follow the Locked on Sundoubles page wherever you get your podcast, whether that is Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcast, or Apple Podcast. We are free and available on all platforms. Also, be sure to follow myself on Twitter at RichieBrads36. Follow my co guide, Connor Drios at C Drios. And then go ahead and follow the Locked on Sundoubles page while you're there at LO underscore Sundoubles. Today's episode of the Locked on Sundoubles podcast is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit visit Sonos.com to learn more. So, unfortunately, guys, my co-guide, Connor Drios, is not here today. He is feeling under the weather. So, Connor, we definitely hope the best for you. Hope that you're feeling better. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Guys, just so you know, speaking of which, me and Connor are getting ready to start up the YouTube channel very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. That's just one more platform that you guys get to follow us on. And the best part is you get to see our beautiful, smiling faces on our our podcast. And don't worry, we will still be wherever you get your podcast. We'll still be in audio form, okay? We're not leaving that. We are simply expanding our horizons to the YouTube platform. So be sure to stay tuned for the news on that. We're, We're hoping to get that up as soon as possible. But again, we'll keep you posted on that. In the meantime, we got quite a bit to talk about today. We got to talk about the basketball game that happened yesterday. We got to talk about some brand new Arizona State Sun Devils that are coming to the university. And then we got to talk about the offensive side of the football. Not the series me and Connor have been doing, but instead talking about the the moves that the Arizona State Sun Devils offense has made. During this offseason, and very short offseason so far, we've barely gotten into it, and we could be looking at something completely different in 2022. With that being said, let's go ahead and hop into our first topic, and that's going to be the new face and addition to the Arizona State Devils' offense in the form of quarterback Paul Tyson. Paul Tyson, going back to 2019, was a four-star prospect, the number 12 prospect overall for pro style quarterbacks. He was the number 12 prospect in the state of Alabama and actually did commit to Alabama back in 2018. Well, unfortunately for Paul Tyson, there was quite a few Alabama quarterbacks that were ahead of him. At the time you had Tua Tagovailoa and Tua's brother Talia Tagovailoa, who has transferred to Maryland and has been playing there the last 2 years. They also had Mac Jones and they have this kid named Bryce Young. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's pretty good. But unfortunately, he did not really get that opportunity to start for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And it's okay. Like, it just, the talent ahead of him was absolutely extraordinary. So it it shouldn't be a knock on him that he wasn't able to get onto the field to do anything about it. But nonetheless, he wasn't able to. And in, in, uh, in, in his two years, his freshman year, he actually didn't play any games, didn't get on the field at all. His second year, which was this year, 2021 he came in for five games he completed 10 of his 16 pass attempts for 150 yards no touchdowns no interceptions 9.4 yards an attempt so i mean in a very limited action he yeah you you really got to take it with a grain of salt here i'm not trying to blow this out of proportion but in the limited action you you ask for a pro style quarterback he's got pro style numbers completing 60 percent of his passes a really good 9.4 yards an attempt so yeah i mean again just Take it with a grain of salt, and temper your expectations. It, it's not like this kid's like some five-star, god-saving quarterback. It's not like it's not like Bryce Young transferred to Arizona State, right? I mean, it, this isn't this isn't a diss at all. This isn't a diss at all to to our good friend uh, Paul Tyson, but. We do have to temper the expectations a little bit here. Let's not let's not jump the gun and get excited. Let me let me remind you guys: the last time an Alabama quarterback transferred from Alabama to Arizona State was a young kid named Blake Barnett, and you might not remember Blake Barnett because he never got onto the field for Arizona State. He and not only that, he was a five-star quarterback. And if my memory is correct, I want to say he was an Arizona kid but that i cannot confirm at the moment i will be looking it up as we talk but there 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 was there was a lot of hype that barnett was going to be able to come in and play for arizona state so he actually was from san bernardino county in california so close to arizona state and close to the state of arizona excuse me but not quite there but he came in for a year he came in for 2017 and he competed with Manny Wilkins and lost the competition. Wasn't able to get on the field. This is a five-star quarterback. Wasn't able to beat out Manny Wilkins. Need I remind you that there were two other quarterbacks who transferred out of Arizona State because they couldn't beat Manny Wilkins and went on to have solid careers elsewhere. Those being Bryce Perkins, going to have a really good career with the Virginia Cavaliers, and Brady White, who also had a very good career with the Memphis Tigers. So it just and and maybe that's a lazy comparison right is it, it, it's a it's a highly ranked Alabama quarterback coming to Arizona State with with a subpar mobile quarterback sitting ahead of him and we'll see if he can beat him out well here's the difference is Manny I believe was a junior yes he was he was a junior in 2017 so he he still had a year of eligibility remaining and because he beat out Barnett That means that short of injury, Manny was going to play two years ahead of Barnett. And Barnett only had so much eligibility. He actually transferred out of Arizona State after one year there. So the difference here with Paul Tyson is Jaden only has one year left of eligibility. And I would fully expect that Jaden beats him out in this competition. He clearly has a grasp on the offense and he's transcended the run game, which is something that Arizona State leans on heavily. So I would fully expect that that's not going to change too much, and I think it would be unfair for Paul Tyson to come in here and immediately be the starter. Like it just it, and it and it throws off your whole philosophy because Jaden is a mobile quarterback. Paul Tyson, we have not gotten to see him run, but I have a feeling that he's probably not anything that great if he is regarded when he was being recruited as a pro style quarterback and he was twelfth. So. It's it's not like he has that mobility factor and there's nothing wrong with that but in an Arizona State offense that's predicated on being able to run and being able to do bootlegs, run pass options, read options, get out of the pocket, maneuver the pocket, manipulate defenses with your legs, yada yada yada. yada. That there, there there's that missing aspect aspect, excuse me, to uh <laughs> Paul Tyson's name. Sorry about that. I want to say Paul Bryant. And the reason Real quick, just a fun little tidbit. The reason I went to say Paul Bryant is because he is actually the great-grandson of the le- legendary Alabama football coach. Oh my gosh, I just, I just can't talk. The legendary Alabama coach, Bear Bryant, who won several national championships and really made Alabama a blue-collar program long before Nick Saban got there. So, great-grandson of the legendary Bear Bryant. That's huge praise for him. Naturally, that's a pretty tough act to follow and a huge shadow to try and fill in for. But nonetheless, we have our friend Paul Tyson playing playing pretty decent to get, get an offer from Alabama. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to get on the field. But now he's coming over to Arizona State where he could have an opportunity. And getting back to my point here, getting back to what I was saying because I love going on tangents. Getting back to what I was saying, there is an opportunity in 2023 to be the starter. And depending on the eligibility that Paul Tyson has to go through, he could have two more years of eligibility after this year. I'm not sure how all that works, but very limited number of snaps. So he might be able to get a redshirt year and come here as a redshirt sophomore because right now he's a true sophomore. So if... If he was not able to get that red shirt, that means he would start as a senior because this will this upcoming year will be his junior year. So he would get the, get the start in 2023 as a senior, short of some guy coming in and beating him out. But right now, looking at everything, like Trent Bourget, yeah, he's kind of exciting, but eh, I don't know. He's definitely not giving me enough to sit here and say, yeah, he's the definitive future of Arizona State. But there is that chance. That Paul Bryant could be, but seriously, Sun Devils fans, and I I have to remind myself because I was really excited when I saw it. We have to hammer this home, okay? We have to temper our expectations. We cannot sit here and believe that Paul Tyson is going to come in here and he's going to lead us to a national championship just because he had committed to Alabama, okay? It's just it's not a thing. We need to remember that just because a kid was playing for Alabama doesn't mean that he's some first round prospect. There's a reason he wasn't able to get on the field, but that reason could also be just because Bryce Young looks like a potential number one pick. And that's tough for a lot of guys to usurp that kind of role from a team like Alabama. So for all we know, Paul Tyson could come to Arizona state and turn us into a 10 win team and win the South and maybe even win the conference. He could be that guy. But we don't know yet. And in the meantime, the way this offense is run is literally, and like and just like play on words here, it's run heavy. And Jaden can run the football. So for the unforeseeable future, it's going to be the Jaden Daniels show. And that's okay. What we can look forward to potentially is down the road, 2023, having Paul Tyson as the starting quarterback. And that could be a very exciting thought. It's also going to be a very different thought because it's going to have to be a different offense because he just is not the runner Jaden is. I haven't seen much of Paul Tyson and I I can already tell you definitively that he is not the runner Jaden is. It just is what it is because Jaden truly is a transcendent kind of runner. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and take our first time off here and when we return for the second segment, we're going to go ahead and talk about all of the exciting additions that have come to this Arizona State football offense and what we could be in store for moving forward. But first, let me tell you guys that, that I, I, I got to talk to you about Built Bar. It's a new year, and that means New Year's resolutions, right? If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can can be chalky or waxy or tastes like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring and by week three, you might be thinking, this just isn't worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is usually around... 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, at least you can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, you can enjoy a delicious Built Bar and almost count it as a workout. And with so many different flavors to choose from, it, it just think about it. Coconut almond, salted caramel, cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so many more. You're never going to get bored. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so be sure to check out built.com often and see what's new. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com All right, and let's go ahead and get back and started here with the second segment of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day, and the best part about this podcast, we're free and available on all platforms, which, you know, that that's wherever you get your podcasts, which is... Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that jazz. We're there Monday through Friday. It's the best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole world. Basketball, football, and a little bit of other stuff sprinkled in there. So, for the second segment, I had to talk to you about you guys. Excuse me about this offense that's coming in because oh my goodness, this Arizona State Sun Devils offense is going to have a totally different look to it. So, for starters, you're losing a lot. Okay, you lost Johnny Wilson. You're losing Brian Thompson. You're losing Rashad White, Chip Trianum, Donovan West, Kellen Deesh, and plenty of other guys scattered throughout that played important roles for you in 2021. What you do have coming back is Jaden Daniels. You have Ricky Pearsall. You have LV Bunkley-Shelton and Daniel Nagata. Those are your big pieces that are coming back. But coming in, there's quite a bit. So Xavier Valade is the big get here through the transfer portal. He's the running back from Wyoming. Quite a bit of numbers that kind of pop off the page and make you go, okay, no, this is a pretty good little signing here. And then you also were able to grab Paul Tyson, who we previously talked about. He's a guy who should be able to push Jaden to get to his best self and hopefully back on the right track. On the Oh, and one more transfer is Messiah Swenson. He's the tight end out of uh, Missouri. So me and Connor have talked a little bit about him before he's he's not anything that's really jumped off the page i mean he he is he is what he is he's he's a big old tight end he's 68 251 but he only had seven career catches so there there's a lot of there there's a lot left to prove with him but i mean it's it's another body in a tight end position that's kind of been depleted especially with Curtis Hodges being the guy who's gone but in with your tran or not your transfers these are your recruits your big recruit's Tevin White, another big, bruising running back. He's seriously is like 6'1 or 6'2, 230-some-odd pounds. Big dude. He's going to bring the thunder to, like, Daniel Legata's lightning, and, and uh, Zavian Holiday is also a pretty, pretty decent-sized back. He's more of that Rashad White build. Then he got two more tight ends that are coming in as well with Jacob Newell and Bryce Pierre. And then there's a, another quarterback who's coming in. I just can't remember his name off the top of my head. He was a three-star kid. So you got a lot of new faces that are coming to this offense. And thankfully, outside of Rashad White and the offensive line, you're retaining the the more important pieces of your offense, particularly particularly in the wide receiving core with Pearsall and Buckley Shelton coming back. Plus you're adding some faces to the tight end position to hopefully get something or anything out of it. Honestly, if if you can get a Curtis Hodges kind of guy this year where, you know, like 15, 20 maybe twenty five catches, but little bit of yards after catch or some kind of big play every once in a while, that's that's huge for you. That's all you can ask in an offense that really just wants to run the football. But And, and that's where alternatives will turn to for the tight ends. Dude, I am so sorry about this. I guess I'm just so excited to talk to you guys about football because we all love football so much here on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. But what you will be looking for from these tight ends is some kind of consistency as as like run blockers. You got big bodies. So I mean Messiah Swenson, like I said, he he's two 250 pounds, six foot eight. Dude's an absolutely massive human being. If you give me one second, I will be able to pull up the tight the other tight ends we got coming in. So let's see. Bryce Pierre is 6'5, 240. And Jacob Newell is 65220. So, Newell definitely has some room to add on some weight. Pierre already getting closer to that playing weight that we would like him to be at, but hopefully you're able to get some some kind of production from the tight ends, even even if it's something small and simple. You don't you don't need these guys to be competing for the competing for the John Mackey Award, okay? We're not asking for that. We're just asking like a Curtis Hodges kind of production that that feels very much reasonable to ask for what I'm looking for with Paul Tyson is to push Jaden he's not going to start over Jaden guarantee it short of injury Jaden is not going to get a serf for his starting job instead though I just want if Jaden's struggling I want I want him to look to the sidelines and be like man I don't want to get pulled right now I better I better start playing better I want that competition factor in Jaden's head I want him to know that he needs to play his best because there is that opportunity that could be taken away from him. And then with these running backs, man. So Daniel Nagata, I'm super huge on him, as you guys know. I think that he could be like the Eno Benjamin to this offense. I think that he's very talented, and I'm really excited about him. But Tevin White is going to bring this huge, thunderous, just bang-bang, downhill running style to Arizona state that we really didn't have too much of last year. Like chip Trianum kind of showed the ability to be that guy, but unfortunately he wasn't on the field enough because of injuries and fumbling concerns. And that that's understandable, but neither here nor there was the uh Valade, there. There's the potential for him to be kind of your outside guy who can deliver some bigger hits, but I'm not expecting him to be, anything outstanding as like a just dude who's going to run you over. But you got, you got like a little bit of earth wind fire going on with your backfield. That is a nod to the New York giants backfield a few years back in my few years. I mean, almost 20 years ago. Holy cow. That was back. You had Amad Bradshaw. Oh my gosh. Amad Bradshaw, Derek Ward and Brandon Jacobs for my NFL fans who might recognize that. And, by 20 years, I guess I only meant like 15 because that was like 2007 or 2008. But regardless, long time ago, like longer than I realized. So there, there's a lot of new faces. There's going to be a lot of moving parts to what's going on in the offense, and I'm I'm truly excited about it. Like, is is it nerve wracking? Of course, because we don't know what to expect out of any of these guys. But at the same time, like especially in the running backs. You lose Rashad White and Chip Trainum in the same offseason. You would think that's set you back significantly, but you get Xavian Halliday to transfer to you. Super pumped about him, guys. I'm gonna be talking him up all offseason. Plus you get Tevin White to come in as well. I'm not gonna lie. I and I've talked to Connor about this before. I've said se- I've said pretty pretty verbatim that there's reason entering this year to be more excited about what we have than entering last year. Going into 2022, I feel like there's there's more excitement here than what we had entering 2021. Now, we'll see if that translates to actual production and success, but I do think that there is a lot of really fun upside here. Really, really fun. And then with the tight ends, I, again, I, I feel like I've hammered this home pretty good. Just any any kind of production is what we're looking for. The receiving core is going to pretty much stay the same. We do want to see Andre Johnson step up, and I am begging for Chad Johnson Jr. opportunities. I just want to see what's there because he was a really solid recruit that just hasn't gotten on the field, and part of that, obviously, is because he hasn't been able to get on the field because of talent. Like You would think, because you haven't heard a lot about injuries, you would think that a guy of his talent would be able to get on the field. And for no other reason than a name recognition, I mean, the dude's father was a borderline Hall of Famer in the pros, but we'll see. I'm I'm asking for it just because I want to see what's there. I was really excited by the signing when we recruited him way back when I want to see it pay off, but this offense, it's going to look really different, but I think it's going to be very different in a very good way, but obviously that has yet to be seen. And we will have a whole offseason to continue adding to it and hopefully making it more and more exciting. So, we're going to go ahead and stop right there with the football talk. When we return, we're going to go ahead and get more into some basketball talk this time around. We're going to talk about the game that the Sun Devils had at, I, I say yesterday because I recorded the Sunday night, but they played this game on Saturday. We're going to go ahead and give you a recap of that when we return. But first, I got to talk to you guys about. BetOnline. BetOnline wants to wish you guys a happy new betting year as we continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure to use that promo code locked on to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, Write to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and end this bad boy with some conversation about basketball. And unfortunately, after all that time, ASU came out totally flat. Well, I shouldn't say totally flat. It was, it was a tale of two halves. We came out and we actually were hanging with Colorado pretty well. Like I'm pretty sure we were down like 11 to 2 or something like that within the first few minutes. Before we went on a really nice run, we ended up going into halftime down 37 to 34, and we were shooting really good. Jalen Graham off the bench ended up shooting almost 50 percent from the floor, and he was six of seven from the three free throw line. He he actually paced the Sun Devils with 16 points. Jay Heath, not far behind him. He had 15 as well. Went 4-7 for field goals, 4-4 four four on his free throws. And for what it's worth, Jay Heath was on fire from outside the arc. He was 3-5 of five on his three-point shooting, which obviously led the team. There, were, there was a lot of positive to take out of the first half for Arizona State. They looked competitive. It wasn't like last time, where we came out against Cal after a huge break and just Totally wet the bed, and we weren't able to get anything going on the court. No, 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 no. These guys came out and they looked determined, and it was like, okay, maybe they're maybe they're turning the corner. You know? They actually look like a team that wants to be competitive and wants to be taken seriously, and maybe wants to get a turnaround on their season and find a way to get back on track to what we were hoping for. And what we were hoping for was to be competitive in the Pac-12 South and make a push for the bracket. In the first half, it looked like that team. But in the second half, they fell apart. They only put up 23 points in the second half. They gave up another 38. And they lost this game 75-57. to They lost by 18 points. And it was, like, embarrassingly bad. The Buffaloes just absolutely throttled us. They had four guys with nine or more points. No, five guys, excuse me, with nine or more points, six guys with eight or more points and four guys finished with 11 or more points. Their top scorer was Walker. I can't look at his first name, so I apologize for that. He had 18 and they also had, okay, give me one second. It's pulling it up. Bartholomew is his name and he had 16 points for them. Colorado ended up shooting 43% on their field goals and 40% from three point range. Meanwhile, Arizona State was just 34% on their field goals and 24% on their three-point range. Honestly, that that feels better than what they normally do, which isn't exactly a compliment. Like, I kind of sit there and I'm like, "Uh, well, I mean, it could have been worse?" question mark. But the other thing is Arizona State just got their butt kicked on rebounds. Colorado had 44 rebounds. Arizona State only had 28. So we just got absolutely beat up underneath the board and weren't able to get any any opportunities to get the ball back and and clean up bad shots. So Colorado had no issue doing that. And because of that, look at that. They turned it into points. I think if Arizona State is able to make that a little more even, get about 50-50, we might have been able to make it a closer game. But a loss by 18 is pretty embarrassing. You also committed 19 fouls. Uh, you did get eight steals for what it's worth. You only turned over the ball eight times compared to Colorado turned it over 11, and you were better at the line. You shot 80% of your free throws. Colorado was only 68%. But you put Colorado on the line 22 times. So that's not that's not exactly how you're going to win basketball games is giving Colorado that many different opportunities to continue adding to their score. So Arizona State, again, They looked like a better team in the first half, and in the second half, they looked like what we've seen all year long, and it's frustrating. I don't know that I've seen a more frustrating uh, half, I can't talk, first half and second half out of the the basketball team this year. There was a game earlier in the year I can't think of where they kind of did the same thing. Like, it almost reminded me of arizona state football playing against utah where they were just absolutely dominating in the first half and then just got shut out in the second half completely embarrassed obviously to a much lesser extent because arizona state basketball isn't that great and buffalo was quality they came into this game 11 and 4 they had oh my goodness don't don't ask me they had a handful of wins in the pac-12 they were definitely the better team coming down to 10p there's no doubt about that but unfortunately Arizona state just wasn't able to play a full 40 minutes and it caught up with them really bad because they weren't able to. It's a big loss for more than one reason. Like it's a big loss, literally on the scoreboard 18 points, a lot of points, but it's also a big loss because it continues to set you further and further back in the conference. You now sit at five and nine on the air. I believe you're one and three in conference play. And thankfully, It feels like you might be able to finally get back on track to playing a regular amount of games because we are going to be playing today against Utah at 2 p.m. on the Pac-12 network and hopefully you guys will be able to tune in and enjoy a little bit of Arizona State sports even though I know it's very frustrating to watch this basketball team but hey anything Arizona State is better than nothing Arizona State so we're We're happy to have basketball back, and again, as I say like hundreds of times at this point, the biggest priority for the team should be the safety of everybody, Just not even besides the players, but the staff, and the faculty, and the fans, and families, and friends of everybody involved. We need to make sure that that's our top number one priority, but it is really nice that as of right now, Arizona State should be back on the right track to get their games going again, get everything underway, so hopefully they can put this Colorado loss in their rearview mirror and continue moving forward in the meantime they do need to prepare today to take on the Utah Utes this could be a winnable game for them Utah is only eight and nine on the year and Arizona State's got them at home they they got to figure this out though they got to start getting conference wins because that's all you have for the remainder of the year and you really really need to start getting on the right track and that means playing a complete game so Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, remember that this podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Me and my friend Connor, who unfortunately wasn't here today. Connor, love you so much. If you listen to this podcast, text me the high five emoji twice when you listen to this podcast. That's how I know. That's how I'll know that you listened. But Make sure that you're, you're listening to us, you know? Me and Connor work really hard on this podcast, and we have so much fun doing it and giving back to you guys. The podcast is available Monday through Friday, five days a week. We rarely ever take days off, and it's just so much fun to give this product to you guys. But make sure you follow us on Twitter, too. You can follow me at brads 36 and you can follow Connor at Drios. We love putting out terrible football takes that some people think are good, but we love to interact with you guys too. Go ahead and follow the Twitter podcast as well, or the podcast Twitter as well, which is at LO underscore Sun Devils. But go ahead and make your second listen Locked on Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Just like the Locked on Sun Devils, it's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.